do you have any enemies? Do you have anyone determined to stand against you? This is Saturday, July 15th, and I know we do our best to get along with everyone, and we should. But sometimes that just doesn't seem to matter. Some people stand against us despite how we've tried to get along with them. From the beginning of Jesus' ministry, he had two major sources of op- opposition. First, there were the religious leaders that felt threatened by Jesus, by his ministry and teaching. They saw a growing movement surrounding Jesus, people that could see his God-given authority to teach and also to heal. This opposition grew as Jesus' ministry and influence grew. Those that stood to lose the most then became the most opposed to Jesus. And ultimately, a plot was formed against Jesus with the goal of taking his life. But there was a second source of opposition for Jesus. He mentions this in the closing teaching of chapter 14 in the Gospel of John. Here are those verses. John 14, verse 29 to 31. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. Now the meal has come to an end, and Jesus is ready to get up and head to the Garden of Gethsemane where he will pray. Jesus knows that his time with the disciples is limited, and he says, he says as much. He will not teach them that much more. He explains that the ruler of this world is on the move. And of course, he's speaking of Satan, the one that has opposed Jesus from the beginning. Now, we've talked before about the three forces that most oppose us as we are walking with Christ. The three are the world, the flesh, and the devil. The world is the constant pull that we feel to live our lives apart from God, denying God, really. We will feel this nudging away from God that's created by the world as long as we live in the fallenness of the broken world. It manifests itself in very overt temptations as well as a very subtle undertow that encourages us to drift from God and from truth and from living by faith and from our confidence in the gospel. Now, the second of those obstacles we call the flesh. This is the residual power of sin in our lives that is accumulated in us over time and that continues to have a pull on our hearts. And that final challenge comes from the devil. This is what Jesus tells his disciples that evening before they head out to the garden. Jesus calls Satan the ruler of this world. And that's not because Satan is God here, but because Satan has been so effective in drawing people away from God. He rules the world in a way. He's not the sovereign Lord. Only the Father has such power. But instead, he's the usurper the one who has wooed the hearts of women and men to follow him. It is the devil that confronted Jesus in the wilderness at the start of his ministry, and he presented Jesus with the same three temptations he presented to Adam and Eve in the garden. 
Jesus is going to teach the disciples more about Satan before the evening is over. They will come to see that the power of Satan is defeated at the cross and resurrection of Jesus. How so? Satan uses the power of death to control our lives. He uses the fear of death. This fear of death is the fear beneath the other fears of our lives. It is the ultimate fear of loss. Now, why does Jesus say that Satan has no claim on him? Well, Jesus is without sin. He owes no wages for the sin in his life because there are no sins. There is no sin. Satan is our accuser, but he can make no accusation before Jesus. Jesus is holy and has been faithful to the Father in everything. He's not going to the cross to settle the score for himself or his sin. He goes to the cross because he loves the Father and is there to do the Father's will. Jesus will settle the score for us. All found that are found in him have life. So why does Jesus share this information with the disciples? Well, he wants them to know all that is taking place. He wants them to understand his mission. And he wants them to understand the work of the ruler of the world because they too face opposition. Satan is also an enemy they will face one that will try to thwart their work and stifle their mission. Now let's return to that opening question. Do you have any enemies? Jesus shows us that indeed we do. We are called to conduct ourselves with wisdom, knowing that the enemy stands ready to distract us, to discourage us, and even to disrupt our lives with his lies. I remember doing a men's study when we were learning about the power of Satan. Of course, many people today deny that Satan actually exists and is a real form of opposition for us. They believe the whole idea comes from a bygone era. We know more now, they say. But at the same time, everyone at some point sees the power of evil as being, well, more than the sum of its parts. Satan can't help but giving himself away through his efforts. Even secular people have a difficult time believing, not believing, in the power of evil. At that time in my men's group, one of the members of our group had a part-time job wrestling alligators. He still wrestles them today. In our meeting, he explained that his success in not getting killed in the process required that he know how alligators move, how they attack, and what strategies to use to protect oneself. His experience with alligators proved helpful to us in thinking about how to protect ourselves from the evil one by knowing what tactics he uses to trap us. You see, Jesus is teaching his disciples because he wants them to know his mission and to know how to live knowing that they have an enemy at hand. Now, we're going to look at this in more detail later on in our study, but suffice it to say that our hope is being in Christ, taking refuge in the gospel and this life in the spirit that Jesus is teaching about. We can rejoice that despite the opposition we face, we know that we're always secure in Christ. Let's pray. Teach us, O Lord, not to be afraid, but to rest in you today. Give us eyes to see the forces that pull us away from you so that we might live in your peace. 
In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.